Welcome back to the 16th Street Scanner. I'm AJ. That's Tyler. Tyler, how are we doing? I'm doing good, AJ. Happy Fourth to you. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Th- thank you, George. Is what I, yeah. Thank you, Thomas. Uh, ben Franklin. Do we include him? I, I mean, I think we can. Yeah, he's on the bill. The hundo. Yeah. yeah, he counts. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, so we're recording on Tuesday, July 4th. Um, Going to recap the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio this past weekend. Once again, Alex Pillow comes out on top, um, followed right behind uh, by Scott Dixon and Will Power to round out the podium. Um, not the best race, not the worst race. Uh, Tyler, what, what, what do you make of this weekend in Mid-Ohio? I mean, I was excited... Uh, I think I was more excited for qualifying than the actual race. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> qualifying was really good. Um, you were pretty amped up. You were texting me. I was out running errands. You were, you were all over it. I, I sent you that text. I was like, Colton Hurd is gonna, he's gonna take it away. He's gonna get pole. <laughs> and then when he did, I screamed in my apartment. I was like, yeah, you know, I had the window open and stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh! Right at the last minute too. Well, don't ask about what happened to Colton Hurd. <laughs> no different different story then ron colton very different yes <laughs> yeah um we should start by talking about alex Pillow though because third win in a row he's running away with the championship he's up 110 points on scott dixon who's now second uh 116 points up on third which is joseph newgarden um but yeah i mean it's his to lose saying that for weeks now um does the conversation now turn to when does he clinch? <laughs> like, how soon is he going to wrap it up officially? Uh, that's a conversation, I think. But like, I'm now. It's like who who gets second? <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you heard Will. I mean, Will Power said in his post race interview, like, no one can beat him right now. Yeah, it's it's uh, he's unstoppable. Um, yeah. And if Will Power feels that way, that's bad news for everyone else. I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely, because he's one of the better drivers on the grid, uh, and he's like, you know, I feel like he he's still competitive, but yeah, second place, I guess, is the one to one to fight for. Scott Dixon said something like, "Yeah, it's his it's his championship, it's his season." So, yeah. yeah. Um, for reference, nobody has clinched the championship before the finale since Dan Weldon in two thousand five. So that's that's the historical territory we're we're in right now. Um, it's. It's certainly not what I was expecting from this season. I don't know about you. Well, yeah, everyone told me. I mean, I think I said this last week, but, like, everyone told me, like, yeah, you know, IndyCar's different. Indy's, everyone's fighting the <laughs> whole time. It's up to the last minute. And here we are, uh, you know, in, in a similar situation as Formula One, I would say. Maybe not as severe, but... Uh, 
No. And I mean, it's, he has been dominant for over two months now because it's mm-hmm. July as, as we mentioned. Um, but I mean, it's wild to think back to that first couple of months. There were five different winners in the first five races and now we're here. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's crazy how quickly it changed, but it does feel, I know we've talked about this before, but it does feel different in in context of of IndyCar as a whole compared to Max Verstappen and all the F1 stuff, mm-hmm. which I don't really want to talk about that much. But um, like I, I, I still feel like anyone can win. And there, it's not like Alex Pillow is going to win out. He's, he's not going to rattle off 12 wins in a row. You know what I mean? I don't think anyone can catch him, which is unfortunate. I mean, who knows what, you know, we we can't say what's going to happen the rest of the year. Two bad weekends and he could be totally caught up in it, you know, caught back up mm-hmm. or someone else could catch up. But maybe. I mean, I don't know how any of this. Uh, I can see how that plays out, but I haven't watched it. I haven't watched a full season, really. I don't know how the tempo works, the mm-hmm. pacing. Um to me, like you said, like he, you know, he won't win the next twelve races. For me, right now, I'm like, I don't, I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you <Fair>. know, <laughs> <laughs> he's just been so dominant. I don't know. Uh, I, I guess in this last race, not as much, uh, but still, like he, just, once he got in front, he just took it away. And yeah, it felt, it felt like I just, you know, I threw threw my pencil, and I was like, all right, well, game over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you think he's that much better than everyone else right now or things just kind of going his way is it do you is it luck is it just good timing do you feel like he's that far ahead of everyone else that better driver i feel like it's got to be a little bit of both um because you know uh, it's part of it is luck that he escapes uh unscathed from some of these crashes some yeah. of these wrecks but uh yeah part of it's also probably skill and putting yourself in the right position yeah so well, yeah, and I mean, they haven't had any pit lane issues other than the 500. Yeah, which um, was not. <laughs> yeah, it's not, not his fault. It is such a there. funny moment to look back on and be like, what, wow. What could what could be? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would not, if I were Alex Pillow, I'd be, I would not be a fan of <laughs> Renus VK at all. No. But, um, I, I was looking at, um, this is going to be slightly off topic, but somewhat related. Um I was looking at laps led just throughout the field for this this year. Alex Pillow, obviously, is leading in terms of laps led. He has led 244 laps mm-hmm. this year out of like 1,065 or something. Um, Joseph Newgarden, who is in second, has led 163 laps. Pato's in third with 154. Guess who's fourth? In laps led? Colton yeah. Herta? Nope. Um, huh. Who had this? Is going to be interesting. Who has the weird one? Um, trying to think. <laughs> I don't. I feel like you're not going to get it. Probably not. Yeah. Who is it? Romain Grosjean with ninety laps. What? Led. Yeah. Where did he, where did he get those? Barber. <laughs> Barber <laughs> and Saint Barber. Pete. Probably. I don't know wow. how many laps he led at Saint Pete, but he did lead a lot of laps at Barber. Yeah. Maybe a couple at Long Beach too, but. Yeah, I don't know. Not that related, but I mean, Alex Pelos led like twenty three percent of the laps this year. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, do you know who Alex Zanardi is? Nope. Okay. 
He was an IndyCar driver in the 90s. Again, for Chip Ganassi. Um, that, that was back when they were in the, in the Target cars. Um, I feel like I've been seeing a lot of comparisons between Alex Zanardi and Alex Pillow, justifiably. So I did go back and look, too. At 1998, Zanardi won the championship. It was his second in a row. Um, he won seven races that year, including four straight, 15 podiums. Um, he didn't have any poles, which is kind of wild to think. Yeah. He won seven times and didn't start on pole once. 17 out of 19 races were top tens. And he won the championship by 116 points. Um, do you know what Alex Zanardi did after that season? Uh, I don't know who he is, so no. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what, did he retire? Did he just no. go out on top? <laughs> he went to F1. So Okay. So that's, that's what the uh, yeah, that's what everyone is thinking is going to happen at this point. But I mean, it's still it's not like he's just going to walk on there. No, I mean, like he'll probably end up at Haas or you know Williams, for example, where Alex and Artie went. Um, Toro, well, I guess I don't know Toro Rosso, AlphaTauri, whatever their name is, which I saw they're changing again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's kind of a shame that it's still a question of whether or not he's going to go, you know? Yeah. That that's kind of the state of, uh, any car in the state of F1 though, because like F1, I get those seats. There's just like this. I don't think F1 knows what they're doing. At least some of these teams, I don't think they have a clear path. They're just trying stuff. Yeah. But, um, Polo should be competitive enough. If you're thinking that that is the best racing in the world, um, which F1 fans do think, then you should go get the best driver in the world, which is probably Alex Blow. It's certainly the best available. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if you could find a better prospect if you're a Formula One team. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I don't understand how it's not locked in yet. Like, why hasn't someone, I, I know F1 is just all about the politics, Mm-hmm. And they all have their feeder series or, you know, their, you know, development teams in the feeder series over there. But I, you got to be an idiot not to think this guy could. Yeah. Even if it's not win races, help your team at some point. Because clearly he knows how to s- set up and develop a car. It's not like it's all just innate talent. Mm-hmm. Like it's been consistent over three years. I feel like someone's got to pull the trigger here soon. At some point, I if uh, if he doesn't get pulled to F one this year, uh, does that mean he'll sign a contract with an IndyCar, whether that's Chip Ganassi or McLaren, and then he'll have to stay in IndyCar, or is there I, an out? I guess. I mean, if he signs an an IndyCar contract, I'm sure whatever F one team wants to sign him could like buy it out you know yeah but it might be very expensive especially if it's mclaren like everyone's thinking it's gonna be Mm -hmm. um which i don't i don't don't remember if we talked about this last week or not but there's like rumblings of chip ganassi making him a huge offer um to stay yeah four million a year was the rumored yeah oh yeah that's right we did talk about that yeah but um yeah, it did seem like McLaren was for sure, and now it doesn't seem quite so solid, but yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I mean, 
it's going to be interesting to see uh, these this turnover, retention, new drivers come on, mm-hmm. especially like as someone who's just getting caught up with some of these guys and who have been around for years, um, like Connor Daly, seeing where he lands. Because yeah. it seems like it seems like he might. I don't know. It's cool seeing him out there again. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like he, there's a potential for him to move forward. So within IndyCar. Yeah. Well, we, and we can talk about that more a little bit. Um, one thing I think that we did learn this week is that there is one thing that can stop Alex Pillow, at least for a little while. And that <laughs> is Benjamin Peterson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was, uh, he was holding them up, man. Uh, in, uh, Someone, I can't remember who it was, uh, someone mentioned that he was doing that to pad Ferrucci a bit, uh, but, like, I think he was just racing. <laughs> just, yeah. He was just out there having a good time. He didn't care who was behind him. <laughs> yeah, I, I doubt he was trying to block that hard for, was it Malukas maybe that said that? It was either yeah. Malukas or McLaughlin. Yeah, one of those guys. Um, which shout out Dylan Welch. I appreciate him trying to stir up some shit in the post race <laughs> interviews by making sure to ask everyone about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you think he's like the most hated guy in the paddock right now? Uh, probably. Um, it, that's hard to say because I don't know any of the like inner workings, but like he certainly drove like a like a douche. Um, and that that's only going to result in one thing, right? Um, at least for the people he blocked. Uh, so <laughs> the only person I can think that would be in the, in the conversation is Romain Grosjean. That's exactly. <laughs> I was like, eh, maybe <laughs> people, because <laughs> Benjamin Peterson, he's still young. He's still like, you know, maybe, maybe you can write one of these things off as like, you know, learning, but like, even like, I, I can't remember if they asked him or whatever, but I feel like he was not remorseful. Um, he, he's just like, it is what it is. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't seem like it. He didn't seem like he really cared that anyone yeah. else was upset. And it, it, it was pretty much everyone. I think literally <laughs> yeah, at the some entire point. field at some point got held up by him. Cause obviously Alex blow got held up. Mm-hmm. Both the McLarens. Well, I guess not both of them or no, no, it was all of them. All three of them got held up at one point. Um, I was reading this, article about Connor Daly's weekend in the Indy star by Nathan Brown. And even in there, they mentioned like <laughs> Connor Daly was getting held up. By <laughs> Peterson. So, and like made a point to mention it in this post-race interview. Um, I, my question for you is, does this lap, how IndyCar operates with lap cars, does that make IndyCar look bad? Like to you and somewhat outside observers no, i don't think so no. i mean like because you see cars get lapped all the time in f1 um do you mean like should there be a rule about him moving over or well yeah i mean like this could like this could ruin someone's race yeah i, mean, I kind of like might that have, you know i, I kind of like you know i like that there's no rule that he has to mm-hmm. to be honest um it's like if you're really I can understand where he's coming from where he's like, oh, if you're really that good, get around me. Um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, obviously there's rules about blocking and stuff like that too. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it makes it look bad. That's just like what happens in racing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just, 
it's so different from everywhere else where it's just kind of like, oh, get out of the way of the leader if you're a lap down. Mm-hmm. That sometimes I wonder if it maybe gives IndyCar a bad reputation or just the fact that it could ruin a race that the leader having to race the guy in 24th who's almost a full lap down at this point. And if something happens, like you've totally changed the outcome of the race, you could potentially have changed someone's season. So I don't know. I like it. I like that you have to get around them, that it's not just move out of the way. But sometimes I wonder if it's yeah, the optics of it aren't great. I'm 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 of two minds with it. It's probably similar to like uh an F one when like it seems like, you know, there's a there's a crash that will red flag in qualifying once, you know, Max mm-hmm. Verstappen has gotten the best lap. Um and it's like, you know, uh it's like a Williams or something like, I don't know. And that ruins yeah. like the rest of the qualifying for everyone else. Yeah. Um, so I can see it from that perspective, I guess, but, um, yeah, I don't think it makes it look bad. Yeah. Cause it happens elsewhere too. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's just not the exact same. Yeah. I mean, I get it from both pers- per- perspectives. Um, the other thing too, I, in favor of being able to race the leader like that is that, like it could also change your race if you're the guy potentially going a lap down, guy or girl going a lap down. And you know, if you were able to stay on the lead lap and a yellow comes out, you're back at the tail end of the, uh, the, the tail end yeah. of the field instead of a lap back having to move over, let everyone by and still being a whole lap down. Um so that, you know, that could change your race too if you're 10 feet behind the leader mm-hmm. when the yellow comes out as opposed to 10 feet ahead. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I was just curious what you thought about that. Cause... Yeah, no. I'm, I mean, like I, I've said this before, as long as the rules are applied consistently, I don't really, Yeah. you know, I'm happy with it. I'll deal with what you got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like this happens at least once a year, and I'm surprised it hasn't really happened yet where some sort of back marker causes an issue. Yeah, I don't know. It's not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> Uh, it could maybe maybe eventually I change my mind once you know Benjamin Peterson like crashes into Alex Pillow and causes him to flip nine times and almost kills him. <laughs> then I'll be a little yeah. concerned. But yeah, um, we should talk. Well, is there anything Alex Pillow wise that you wanted to talk about? Uh, not really. No, I no. think uh, I think I feel like you know. What else is there to say? Yeah, every week it's like, all right, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> it's Alex Pillow. How's he gonna do it this time? <laughs> Which, I I also want to address this. I hate that he won the week you picked him. <laughs> Again, total cop out. That should not count. <laughs> that, that does not. I count. mean, this is there's an asterisk next to that on the on the career totals when when this is all said and done. I'm just gonna let it ride like all season, basically. <laughs> so nothing. Yeah, be prepared. All right. Well. I hope it doesn't work out for you. <laughs> I hope it doesn't either. You know, I hope eventually someone else starts getting some wins in here. It's probably the smart play, though, to be totally yeah. honest. Um, we should talk about Scott Dixon. He was on the podium. It was only his second podium all year. Um, but very quietly, which his first, by the way, was St. Pete earlier this year. Oh, mm-hmm. season opener. Um, very quietly in second place. And very quietly having a great season. I know you have kind of made some 
comments about how everyone made a big deal about Scott Dixon, how he's the GOAT or whatever. And like he hasn't been all that flashy. His worst year other than or his worst finish this year other than Long Beach, which we all know what happened there, um, is seventh at Barber. So I yeah, that's pretty like, uh pretty dang good. Um consistent at least. But do you, do you feel like he's been flying under the radar? Uh, maybe, I guess maybe because he only, he's only got two podiums. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, consistently good. I mean, as he, I feel like I give him a, as much uh, notice as I do like Pato, um, and other drivers up in that era, uh, like up in that part of the, uh, scoreboard there, mm-hmm. you know, I, I wouldn't say super quiet, but if he, it is surprising he's second. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that if there's anyone going to catch him, it's Scott Dixon or, uh, you know, New Garden. Like, that's kind of interesting considering I feel like I haven't paid as much attention to him as uh, Espelo or New Garden. Yeah. Well, and it, it makes me think, like, we've talked about who can catch him. Mm-hmm. And at no point had I really been considering Scott Dixon, but here we are. We're halfway through the year he's the only one that's been consistent enough. If a couple of those seconds and thirds and fourths turn into wins and Polo has a, you know, a couple bad weeks, like he could be right back in it. And I don't know if, if Joseph Newgarden can match that consistency. I love Joseph Newgarden. I think he's great and he's a lot of fun to watch, but I don't think he can put together the the string of races that Scott Dixon can to potentially be able to catch him. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, string stringing them together. I have I personally haven't seen it from New Garden, but top tens. Yeah, I mean he's in, he's up there still. It's not like he's you know hanging out at the back of the pack consistently. Yeah, but I mean he was not a threat this week at all. He finished twelfth. No. Um, no, I mean he's been kind of all over the place this year his just his results so far this year have been 17th first 9th 15th 7th first 10th second 12th which is more middle of the pack than yeah than you would think totally all over the map yeah so i don't know if that's like a team penske thing or a joseph newgarden thing because I mean, Will Power and Scott McLaughlin have both been kind of having similar issues too, where they've been been kind of, you know, inconsistent. But yeah, I can definitely feel that from Will Power. One like some days I'm like, wow, Will Power's gonna he's gonna crush it, and then <laughs> he doesn't. And then like this weekend, I'm not expecting anything out of Will Power, and he he gets a podium. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Will Power has been weird this year. I don't really know what to make of it. Just feels all over the place. Yeah. Um, in addition to the, to the laps led conversation earlier, just because I spent some time finding this information, I'm going <laughs> to yeah try and wedge it in wherever I can. How many laps do you think Scott Dixon has led this year? Well, if Pelot's at like 200 something, I'm going to say Scott Dixon's at 65, 10 laps. <laughs> 10 10 laps 10 come on 10 laps well i guess he is kind of like that lurker 
He just kind of hides in the shadows and then comes up. Mm-hmm. Like I, I think they're called stalkers in horse racing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, wow, ten laps. I mean, yeah, ten laps and to be second. That makes me feel not not super. Like I feel like uh, maybe he can't catch Alex Pulel. <laughs> I know that's the, like he's been hanging around, but he's not. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's historically been a slow starter and kind of turns it on at the end of the year and can grab a couple wins late and turn the tides. But, yeah, I don't know. It feels like it's just he's been somewhat fast and obviously consistent, just kept his nose out of it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, who knows where we'd be without Long Beach, though? Because, I mean, he was running up front. He was towards towards the front of the pack. Thank you, Pato. Yeah. <laughs> Stole the words <laughs> out of my mouth. I wasn't going to say it so nicely, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we could have an actual title race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but that's the thing. He does keep his nose out of stuff, and maybe maybe he has experience that Pullo doesn't, and Pullo gets caught up into something. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of these races, and, you know, Dixon can take it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but... I mean, you got to think is as quick as Polo has been, he's got to be like right at the limit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it would obviously be very impressive if he never steps over that line, but you got to think at some point, at least once it might it, not happen multiple yeah. times, but at least once you One time. Think he's going to go <laughs> over that line. And I do feel like Iowa is going to be a total wild card. I don't know exactly. Let me look back to see um, how he did at Iowa last year. Iowa, like I, I need to brush up on Iowa because it's just kind of a crazy weekend that I, I, I know half of what's going on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but we could cover that next week. Yeah. So. Yeah, six and thirteenth at Iowa last year, so I do feel like that's a wild card, um, and that could really have, especially because it's two races. If you miss it, you're kind of screwed. Mm-hmm. Um. So we'll see how it goes. And I think that's a place. I don't know if Scott Dixon has ever won there. I can't think off the top of my head. Um, but that could be a big opportunity for someone to catch up, I think. And especially, I mean, it's 27 cars on a oval less than a mile. You might get caught up in some stuff that has nothing to do with you, too. No, I would think so. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see what happens. I think if... Pelo can get through that weekend unscathed. I think it's clear sailing from there, but yeah, we'll see. And then we're getting ahead of ourselves. We still got Toronto too. So true. Um, I want to go back to this lap leader stuff before I do want to get to Colton Herta too. But again, got to wedge this in there where I can, because I spent a significant amount of time (laughs) (laughs) sorting out this info. Okay. So we're going to do an and or, or not and or either or. Either I don't know. Or. I don't know how to say it. I'm going to give you two names. You tell me which one has led more laps. Okay. Willpower, Renus VK. Renus. Close. Willpower. Well, it has to be, I mean, <laughs> it has to be close. Willpower has led 26 laps. Renus has led 24. Hmm. Yeah, I remember Renus leading at, at uh, Indy. Yeah, he led a lot of laps at Indy. Mm-hmm. That, that's probably all 
24 of his love laps this year. Christian Lungard, Santino Ferrucci. Lungard. Correct. Okay, thank gosh. 13, <laughs> 13 love laps um, for Lungard, 11 for Ferrucci. Let's see. Um, Ryan Hunter Ray or Callum Eilat? <laughs> Callum. Callum. Wrong. Ah, oh, what? Ryan Hunter Ray. Eight lead laps. I think also at Indy. Yeah. Well, it had to have been because he didn't lead any laps at Road America or Mid Ohio this weekend. But is Callum at like five? Yep. Yeah. Five exactly. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've, I remember each five of those laps. Simon Pagano, Elio Castroneves. Ah, uh, yikes. Uh, Elio. Correct. Okay, yeah. Elio has led one lap this year. <laughs> Simon Pagano is one of five. He hasn't led... He, five full-time drivers. Wow. Yeah. Um, I would have thought something. Devlin DeFrancesco, Stingray Rob. For for leading laps, yeah, both of these guys, uh, Devlin. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. No way. Stingray Rob has led one lap. I cannot tell you where. I have no recollection of this, but was he's led one lap. Was it during like uh, like uh, St. Pete or something? Like after the big crash? No, because he was in the big crash. <laughs> I, I to... genuinely have no idea where it was. Huh. Wow. I you know. Now I'm really curious. I want to go watch that lap. Yeah, I don't. Could not tell you. Um, Scott McLaughlin, Colton Herta. Hmm. Colton. Correct by two laps. Who? Romain Grosjean, Kyle Kirkwood. Kirk. Grosjean. <laughs> Which I already gave you the answer to that. I already told you Romain Grosjean was fourth. Um, I'm right. never gonna say that he's doing anything though. Um. <laughs> last one, last one. Graham Rahal, Alexander Rossi. Hmm. It's interesting because Graham just had a good weekend. Uh, but did he lead any laps? You know, I don't think he did. Uh, I'll, I'll say Rossi. I'll say Rossi. Wrong. Ugh. Graham Rahal has led 10 laps this year. Alexander Rossi has led eight. Oh. Yeah. Which, going through this list, that was the one that really stood out to me. And it, it validates my my uh, official notice from last week to Alexander Rossi. Because he's not getting it done. He really is not. And if no. he's behind Graham Rahal, who essentially missed a race and has been on one of the worst teams all year, has led <laughs> 10 laps. And, and Rossi... And yeah, has been on one of the top teams. But, hey, I mean, at the same time, Rossi's pretty close to Dixon in laps led. True. <laughs> but he's, I don't know how many points behind in the championship. Yeah, I mean, he's not, I doubt he uh, puts anything together to overcome whatever <laughs> deficit he has. Yeah, he's, Rossi's eighth, um, and he's 51 points behind Dixon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for playing along. Thanks for making my time valuable. Yeah. Well, you know, we <laughs> you went through the work and uh, it was kind of fun. Kind of because I have no, you know, 
I all I know is what I've watched. So yeah, well, it's it's interesting seeing the numbers laid out like that because mm-hmm. it does kind of mess with your perception of you know who's been good this year, who's been at the front, and it is interesting that there's like the three guys at the top and then everyone else is just kind of slush. Yeah. It's, it's not really indicative of, yeah. Uh, but then you got a guy like Scott Dixon, who's second in the championship and has led 10 laps, the same amount as Graham Ray Hall. He's allowed one less lap than Santino Ferrucci. (laughs) Yeah. Like it doesn't really tell you much. It's an indicator. It's not, you know, you got to look at a bigger picture, but it is part of the, part of the puzzle. So we're learning how statistics work on this podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> at well, least in terms of, I am. At least in terms of laps led, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not the can't can't bet on on that is is assurance that you know. Oh, here's one one more, one more. Marcus Erickson, Felix Rosenquist. Or did we do Erickson? This Erickson? Yeah. Correct, but only okay. by 3 laps. Yeah, that's surprising. 43 for Erickson, 40 for Felix. Wow, 40. I know. Which, again, I don't know where. Well, I guess he led a lot at Indy. Probably. The road course, right? No, at the 500. Really? I guess he didn't lead a ton of laps there, but I think he led a couple times. Hmm. I mean, he was fast. Yeah, he was. I remember him being fast there. Yeah, he was one of the cars to beat. Well, yeah, anyway. Um, Colton Herta? You want to talk Colton Herta? Yeah, we can talk Colton. I think we have to. Yeah, he's disappointing this weekend. Yeah. Um, at, at what point do you get worried that, like... Well, he's on this third strategist, so it seems like they are just throwing stuff out there. Yeah. Um. I, you really got to wonder what's going on with the Brian Herta situation. Like, the change, has that been good for Colton? Has... Why, you know, I, I'm curious as to why it occurred. Uh, and... And where they're going to go. Because, uh, like, right now it feels like they just can't put it together. Colton has the speed to qualify well, but, like, the actual strategy in the race is not paying off at all. Yeah. Well, it makes me wonder. I mean, Rob Edwards has been around forever. It makes me wonder why he was on Devlin's stand. Was he, like, hoping to get something extra out of Devlin by having a experienced strategist? calling the races for him or was there like does rob edwards have better stuff to do (laughs) you know was he kind of out there so he could spend his time elsewhere (laughs) i know he's kind of high up in the andretti organization um but yeah it it was concerning that obviously the weekend started well but yeah i don't know what's going on and i feel like the brian herta stuff like you can't I think he's got something good going with Kyle Kirkwood because they've had some speed. Again, they haven't had things play out the way they would have hoped. I think Brian Hurd is just good, to be honest. I think so, too. I agree. Yeah. He's just really good at his job. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, and I, I think that uh, he was good with – he's good with anyone, but he was really good with Colton. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, yeah, now you're trying to find someone. Maybe they, they thought, hey, Colton's good enough to where the strategist – you know, doesn't matter as much. Yeah. Uh, and we could use a better strategist for Kirk. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I'm trying to follow that logic too, where it's like, are you trying to win? What are you trying to do? 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Colton is a better week-to-week shot at a win. Mm-hmm. And I guess I don't know if you're Andretti, you've had how many pulls? I mean, Colton's had two, Grosjean's had two, Kirkwood had one. Um, That's half the races, and they've got one win. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. So it's it's like at what point do you put all your eggs in one basket essentially at what point do you say okay we just need to win races so yeah i don't know if they ever hit that this year i feel like they're just gonna try and build uh talent and time like you know be patient with it i feel like they're i think some of these teams are already like oh paul's got it um so let's just try and figure out what we can do to make ourselves better and more competitive Maybe not, maybe a flash in the pan here and there, but like, yeah. Overall, it's probably going to be slow going. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get that, but I don't know. I, I, you still want to win races. You don't want, like, that's sponsorship money. Even, even if it doesn't really have championship implications, I mean, that's, that's how you get people to come to your organization. That's how you, attract better drivers in the future that's how you grow your standing i mean not that andretti can really go no i feel like they want to but they want to win every week but like still uh i don't know (laughs) they they i feel like teams are understanding we're not going to win the championship but so then win races that's my point like why not put everything behind colton herda he's clearly the fastest guy there he's clearly a week-to-week threat to win why not try and capitalize on that while well, you can? Because who knows what's going to happen? I mean, McLaren, if Plo gets you know shipped off to F1 and there's an open seat at McLaren and McLaren has the money to buy out Colton's contract, they clearly are interested in him. He's part of their like development program or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Who's to say McLaren's not going to come knocking on Colton Herta's door trying to lure him over? And yeah. then... Andretti's there with, you know, with his dick in his hand. <laughs> Pants around no his wins. ankles. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I could see it happening. Uh, we'll see. I, I just feel like you, I don't know enough, you know. We'll see. To me, he feels like Rossi 2.0. I don't know if you have context for that, but Rossi, you know, won a bunch of races when he first came over and then. You saw the end of the dry spell, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but won one race in like three years and then left. So I'm worried that the same thing's going to happen to Colton. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, then I think that's telling for Andretti. Yeah, <laughs> it says more about Andretti than it does Colton. Oh, uh, absolutely. So yeah, I, d- I just feel like we're trending in that direction, and that's concerning. Yeah, I think we are trending in that direction. <laughs> Especially as they try and get an F1 program off the ground, and they're supposedly building some big new headquarters out out in Fishers. I've heard, I've seen some things that they're not really, they haven't started working on anything yet. I don't know. Um, hmm. But, yeah. I w- part of me wonders if Andretti's stretched too thin, if they're involved in too many different forms of motorsport. Probably. There's probably a you know something to that yeah. uh but indy cars is the bread and butter for them right yeah i mean it always will be i feel like if yeah. if they only have one thing going on it will be indy car no matter mm-hmm. what but i don't know 
because there I saw some reports that he's looking into getting into NASCAR too. <laughs> so getting even thinner, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, yes or no? Do you think Colton wins a race this year? Yeah, I do. I think he wins something. Okay, I think he does too. I I don't know where at this point, <laughs> but uh, somewhere he'll get a win. I mean, we've got Toronto, Iowa, um, Nashville, the Gallagher, which he's won at Indy before on the road course, Gateway, Portland, Laguna Seca. Um, I mean, he's. I think he could be a threat at Toronto. He could be a threat at Nashville. He was fast at Nashville last year and threw it away. Obviously, like I mentioned, could be a threat at Indy. Who's to say he can't put it together at Gateway or Iowa? I don't know. I don't have high hopes. But um, And then again, Portland and Laguna both seem like obvious candidates. Don't you know? need to hire an insider to know that. But um, also part of my research, this was in – I was uh, looking at some Alex Zanardi stats. So in that 1998 season, again – Alex Zanardi won the championship. And this means nothing. Mm-hmm. Just interesting coincidence, especially after there was the whole thing about um, Brian Herta and um, Graham Rahal being on the front row. Or Brian and, and Bobby Rahal being on the front yeah. row in, in, uh, at Long Beach. Um, in 1998, Brian Herta had three poles and only won one race. <laughs> So we're basically just getting a repeat of the 1998 season if that pans out. Yeah. If we get we trend, if we get that. one Colton Hurd our win in three polls. Yeah, three one polls. more poll and a win, and we're there. It's got to be so frustrating to get that pole hat and then not win. <laughs> that, that that's Felix Rosenquist is used to that. <laughs> hey, he's he seems a little bit more like he's just there for a good time. To be honest, yeah. Felix doesn't seem like he's like. I don't know. I don't. I don't see the passion as much, to be honest. No, but but that's because he's Scandinavian. Yeah, kind of. We haven't shouted out our Scandinavian audience in a while, so shout, shout out. out to the Swedes. We appreciate you. <laughs> um, what else do you want to talk about? Well, my favorite team, RLL baby. They showed up this week. Uh, they did. I feel like they're doing much better, uh, but they're still like a. Uh, I question whether this will continue, um, to be honest. I don't know. I mean, you, you don't accidentally end up on the front row. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like you still, even with the with the knockout qualifying, you have to put three good laps together, mm-hmm. even if you don't end up on pole or on the front row. And the fact that Lungard was in there too, that tells me that they might have actually found something. Maybe. I, I hope they did find something uh, or they've set up well or they're learning from stuff. Uh, they seem like a really forward-looking team. Uh, so, you know, I, I hope I hope there's continued success, especially for Lingard. But, like, one weekend isn't going to make me change my mind over what I've seen at other weekends this year. Uh, yeah. But it, it's good to see them bounce back ever since Indy. So, because yeah. that would, like, Total embarrassment to like, hey, you're actually, you know, you have a car that works. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the Lungard's second top five this year. So 
and I mean Graham for those who who didn't uh, who didn't catch the race. Lungard finished fourth. Graham finished seventh. Graham had some uh, hiccups on pit lane. That yeah, kind of dropped him a few spots, but overall it was a good weekend. I mean, I think I don't know. It I, you're I agree with you in that it's you know this doesn't totally rewrite the script for them, rewrite the narrative, however you want to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do feel like as the year comes to a, a close here, I think they could get some good momentum going. And I, I think if they can put together another couple top tens, I think that could convince Graham to stay. I mean, not, I'm not sure how many options he has outside of, yeah, that, like you're talking about convincing Graham to stay. I feel like Ray Hall and Melanigan needs to convince themselves that Graham is okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. He had a good weekend, but, uh, and I mean, like, really good weekend. Uh, and if he does that consistently, then yeah, you know. Um, but, like, I, he's not, they're not going to get rid of him. Uh, <laughs> no. It's not with no Bobby way. on the team. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, but, like, if you were looking at it based off of merit, you would probably evaluate Graham and be like, hey, this is a – your performance is at a point where we need to have a conversation. Um, yeah. So. It's hard, though, when you – like, he could say the same to them. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know? exactly. Like, whose fault is it, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and maybe that's their problem. If it's everyone's fault, it's no one's fault, you know? So where do you start if everyone's screwing up? It's not like you can just clean house. Yeah, and I don't think they're doing that. It seems like they're like, hey, we're working out some kinks. Yeah. Um, and I hope they continue to do that and maybe get a podium. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be great to see Lungard up on the podium, you know. And he's come cool. so close. Uh, yeah. I would like to see that before the end of the year. Yeah. I think you could do it. I mean, they're going back to Indy, so they were fast there. Obviously, Lungard was on pole there, so it's the same exact track. Yeah, will probably be pretty similar conditions because it was not it was not very cool back in May. It was kind of a toasty weekend, so I'm sure it'll be again nice and toasty in August. By August, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be. I, it's, it's nice and toasty now. <laughs> I don't know if you've been outside today, but I have. And then I promptly was like, yeah, let's go back in. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, I guess good for good for Ray Hall Letterman. I think they had a good weekend. Um, They are lucky that there's no high speed ovals left on the (laughs) on the calendar, because that that would, I think, be a huge uh, speed bump for that. They could probably use someone with more experience. Uh, yeah, somewhere on the team. Yeah, with that. which, which speaking of, um, who do you think is going to take Harvey's seat next year? Because I, I have no faith that he's going to. I doubt it. Up. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Maybe they get like I don't. I don't know who, whose contracts are expiring or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, pretty much everyone, like almost everyone, is up for grabs. Other than Colton, Rossi, Pato, Joseph, Scott McLaughlin, um, Dixon, yeah. it's pretty much everyone else. 
yeah, it's hard for me to like really like because I want. I'm not gonna lie. Part of me, my my first instinct is just get an older guy with some experience. Yeah. Uh, but so then I go to Simon Pagano, Elio Castroneves, but like both of those guys are also not performing <laughs> at yeah. all. So, um. It's like, do you put them in the car and they just like are there more as a resource for the other guys, or do you want someone who's actually able to compete in the car and has that experience? And who is that? Because I, I feel like right now, the disparity, the like age gap. You got the old crew and you got the young crew. Mm-hmm. Maybe Graham's in the middle of that, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he's already on your team. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting question. Like. But would it be worth it to to throw Simon Pagano in that seat, knowing like he's probably not going to be a threat to win? Not that that's any improvement over what what you currently have. <laughs> yeah, but like ideally, you if you're a team that you think is capable of winning, every car on the team should yeah realistically have a chance. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think you put I don't think you put Simon Pagano or Elio in there. No, I feel like that would be just asking for things to get worse but i also don't want stingray rob you know <laughs> well yeah <laughs> um, yeah i mean do you, like do you go after romain grosjean or felix like who i could see felix i could see felix or or grosjean probably but grosjean brings a lot of uh drama yeah uh and, and that's just my opinion um like when i see him on the track i'm like i would never <laughs> I would never bring this guy on a team. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe uh, Felix. It'd be really cool to see Felix on that team. Mm-hmm. I, I think he would do well there. I think it'd be a good fit. Um, I don't know who else would be a better option. Really, I don't know either. I mean, I, I Grosjean is fast. Obviously, he's won two poles this year. But yeah, I don't know if you want someone who tears up that many. and then gets out and yells at everyone on your team yeah if you're trying to build some momentum i don't know if he's the guy but what about like callum eilat on the other side of that spectrum like do you think he would be someone worth making a run for yeah i could see callum um like the big dogs like scotty mack is locked in right i'm sure he is yeah like see those guys i like obviously you would want one of those guys but like yeah it's not like you go to the the store and you pick up Scotty Mac and you come home and you unbox him, put him in a car. Yeah. Um. So yeah, maybe maybe Callum. Um. Or like, what about Marcus Erickson? Do you make a big swing for him? Obviously, McLaren's kind of in the conversation, and I think he wants to stay at Ganassi. But I mean, I mean that'd be amazing. Do you th- like if they? You know, I don't know if it's in the budget, but yeah, I don't know if they can afford him. But yeah, that'd be that would be ideal. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't yeah. Erickson? That that's like an immediate upgrade to your team, like you know, like that's gonna put you into the next level. I think. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. I mean, that would be really cool. I think I would, I would like to see that. Other than maybe Felix, I think he'd probably be the guy I would want to see there. Mm-hmm. Um, Performance wise, he's absolutely the number one. But um, I had to personally like set a preference. I'd like to see Felix there, but. It's just crazy how many guys are up for new contracts this year, and it's the the grid's going to look totally different next year. Good year to get into the sport. 
<laughs> yeah, you're going to figure everything out and then it's all going to change. Yeah, and then Poel is not even going to be here. Yeah. I don't feel like... I don't know. I, I am excited for next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, it'll be cool to see see people switch around. I know that that happens a lot in F1. So yeah. I'm yeah. kind of used to it. Yeah. No, I, it's part of the deal. Always happens. Um, which, kind of speaking of, uh, Connor Daly had a decent race after only getting 30 minutes in the car. Yeah. Which, not even 30 minutes, because there was a yellow and they had kind of a longer install lap. I don't know if you caught that at all, but filling in for Simon Pagano. What did you think of the wreck? Simon Pagano's practice wreck. That was a crazy, crazy crash. Like I had people who aren't even IndyCar fans come up to me. Like, oh, did you see that crash? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, dude. <laughs> um, but the onboard of it was nuts. I'm happy he's okay. Yeah. <laughs> and just like got, out of it uh, obviously not good enough to to race uh but like they're just nuts man like he they said that they said that he had uh 89 g's uh in his in his inner ear Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's scary yeah i mean it, it is crazy that he just walked away but yeah that's wild i don't know if i heard that yeah like, i heard that i was like my ear already hurts like it's probably <laughs> Yeah, that's nuts. I, he spun like six and a half times or something. Something like that. Rolls. Yeah. Yeah. But I do. I know Simon Pagano said something about it, but there is kind of a big drop off on the backside of that turn. Mm-hmm. I do wonder if they're going to do something about that because that seems like less than ideal, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, it, you know, he, the fastest part of the track, he goes off like. Yeah. Just it's crazy. <laughs> Let's have a ramp at the end. <laughs> Fast and hey, furious. Style. We talked. We had uh, when we when we were doing um, Long Beach. We were always like, we need more Mario Kart qualities. True. So I think this is part of that. You take it, and you take the good with the bad. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, um, back to back to the actual wreck itself. Um, I I feel kind of. Uh, Feel kind of bad for thinking about it but do you think this hurts simon pagino's efforts at retaining his ride for next year and do you think it helps connor daily out because he had a pretty good weekend it was decently fast yeah i think anytime you like crash a car it doesn't help you um <laughs> <laughs> but just the fact that someone jumped in and got in his car after it probably know. performed just as well if not slightly better yeah. uh yeah yeah i think that hurts um i think it helps connor though too but sure. connor i did uh i did my research on connor this weekend reading oh, yeah. his his wiki getting to know him a little bit more uh and i know i know there's like i don't like that he you know i don't like that he's best buds his stepdad is doug bowles <laughs> i don't like that I, why don't you like that what's what's wrong with that it just feels icky feels like nepotism uh i know that's not i know there's plenty of that and none of that happening you know <laughs> in this sport um but yeah it just feels like oh uh, well connor's gonna find a ride uh well see that's the thing like 
Connor Daly has always struggled for a ride. Like he's never <laughs> consistently had a seat. And like, if it actually mattered that Doug Bowles was his stepdad, I think we would have, we would all be like, why does Connor Daly have a ride? I think is what we would all be saying. And it seems to me like most people are asking why doesn't Connor Daly have a ride? So the, I'm pushing back on that narrative a little bit. Maybe I, maybe I, I just, I, I feel like, uh, I, you know, the uh, we're talking about 20th versus like 25th like we're still not competitive <laughs> here no uh, um he was you know he was decently quick he got it up into the uh, around the top 10 time or two granted that was i think strategy related but yeah yeah you know i mean i don't like i don't not like connor i'm just saying uh when i read that i'm like yeah hmm huh, hmm uh puts a uh, extra context you know <laughs> I don't know. I I think there's almost anti nepotism going on. I think people are like, <laughs> oh, can't can't talk to him because he's his, you know, it's conflict it's, of interest. Yeah, yeah. There's probably some of that happening too. I mean, when you get up around these like people with money and stuff, and they're running businesses and because uh, that's what this is for some of them, right? <laughs> um, it's not good business, but it's a business. It's <laughs> some sort of business. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, there's always like drama. There's drama wherever, but sometimes the money makes it worse. So yeah. Well, uh, Shank does have a, a ride open next year. Um, in one of those articles by Nathan Brown, he mentioned that Michael Shank mentioned that they have one one driver signed for next year. He didn't specify who. Um, I did see some speculation that it's one of their IMSA drivers, Tom Blomquist. Um, I doubt it's Simon Paginot. I would bet my house that it's not Elio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But after this weekend, part of me wonders if Connor's kind of now in in control of that, or not necessarily in control, but kind of the favorite for that second seat because it seemed like it seemed like they were impressed by him this weekend. Yeah, yeah, no, I think generally people were impressed by him. So, yeah, he's probably an option. I'm not going to say he's, like, full-blown. Uh, I just, I, it's hard for me to think that that's, uh, it's hard for me to think that there's not better talent out there, to be honest. I Young, mean, I, I agree with you. Younger guys or whatever. Because um, I feel like with Connor, you know what you're going to get. He's been around long enough. You're not gonna change. You're not gonna change the result. Yeah, that, and I, that's kind of why I'm like, how how is this guy still <laughs> making his way around? So yeah, yeah. I mean, he's what had one podium in his career. Yeah. 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 All right, I'm gonna do another another game with you. Okay. And I'm gonna give you two names. One of them is gonna be Connor Daly, and you're gonna tell me yes or no. Whether if you were drive if you owned an IndyCar team, whether you would if pick these were person. two options available, okay, who you would pick. All right, Connor Daly or Simon Pagano? Oh, Simon. Simon. Yeah. Connor Daly or Jack Harvey? How old is kind Jack? Of a race to the bottom here, but yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know exactly how old he is. I guess that shouldn't really matter as much. No. I mean, like, uh, early 30s, late 20s. 
Yeah, I'd probably go Connor. Ballpark. Connor? Yeah, Connor or Jack. All right. Connor Daly or Devlin DeFrancesco? Devlin. Devlin? Yeah. Connor Daly, David Malukas. 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 I feel like because these guys, are, they're young enough where it's like you they could pull something. They could get better. You yeah. Know. Yeah. Let's go back to Devlin, actually. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm curious as to why you would pick Devlin over Daly. Uh, I I just feel like there's more to prove there. There's more to figure out, um, with him. Like there's a there's an element of I don't under I don't know, you know, ha- how many drivers get a hundred races in the sport in general? It's a while. Um, oh, you're asking you're actually like you're specifically asking me how many? I don't expect you to know that, but like. It's, you know, not a lot, I imagine. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you, so, like, I feel like I know what I'm going to get. Devlin, I don't feel like I know exactly, you know. Yeah. He's been on Andretti. Where else has he been? Uh, Devlin? I, yeah. He's only been at – he was a rookie last year. Yeah, so exactly. He's so, only been at Andretti. But Andretti's a top-tier team. Yeah. Is compared to – I mean, Connor Daly was at Coin and Foyt and um, ECR, like, and he's. I saw a thing. The only teams he hasn't driven for in like a, like a, not necessarily a full time capacity, but it's like Team Penske, Ganassi, and I think McLaren maybe. No, because he he filled in for Hinch when it was technically. Um schmidt peterson so i don't like there's very few teams that he hasn't driven for now a yeah. lot of them were in like a fill-in capacity yeah don't get me wrong he's he's the journeyman i guess mm-hmm. then he's uh he's probably got experience of all the probably a wide array of experiences that are really beneficial to like gain knowledge from mm-hmm. but in terms of like behind the car behind the wheel um i you know i yeah. just feel like you got to go with something that you don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I don't know. I'm not sure if I would take Devlin. I might take Connor over Devlin, but. Yeah. I mean, I'll take Connor over Jack for sure. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there there aren't many that I would take Connor Daly over, but. I mean, I would definitely take him over Elio and, and Pagano. And and all, all this goes to say that I I hope Connor you know finds a ride and does well like I don't like there's a lot of negative talk going on here yeah <laughs> well, I don't I don't like that but I also like looking in the mirror <laughs> <laughs> here's here's a good one Connor Daly or Romain Grosjean ooh <laughs> okay I I'm the owner of this team you're the owner yeah you I'm taking Connor shots. I'm okay. taking Connor okay like Romain would be like yeah I'll give you you know I'll pay you to let me drive this car. <laughs> like, Sorry, boss. Oh man. All right. Well, um, I mean, we just I just brought him up, but David Malukas. Um I don't know, did you see this that he's probably not going back to coin? I did. I did see that. Um Did that surprise you? Kind of. because uh, he's he's only known coin, right? Yeah. He was a rookie um, last year too. Yeah. So Yeah, I mean it surprises me, but I'm also curious as to like does he have something lined up? What's he gonna try and do? Yeah. Um 
Are people impressed with him? He's interesting because he has a budget. Like he has some money to bring with him. And that I think makes him compelling to more people than Mm -hmm. just off pure skill. Because, I mean, he's been fast, and he finished sixth this week. He had a good week. After I, I'm i going to take full credit for that because I called him out. Um, so you're welcome, David. But um, <laughs> uh, if Devlin leaves Andretti, I mean, Devlin is bringing money. That would be an easy – it makes sense for them to slot, an, slot in another driver that can help fund that fourth ride, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and same with Ganassi, because if Erickson leaves, I mean, that's a paid ride, too, you know. So I could see him ending up in either of those spots. But, yeah, we'll see. I was kind of surprised to hear that. Yeah, it's just, it's kind of, is now the time you normally get those kind of announcements? Um, I mean, it's kind of where things start to, to become clear. Mm-hmm. There was the year that, Rossi resigned with Andretti. I think they announced at Mid Ohio. Um, yeah, this is normally around the time when things start shaking out. When I think actual people start signing places. So, yeah, th- it could be a good couple of weeks here. I think. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll keep uh, I'll keep my ears open on the silly season front because usually, like by the end of the year, everything's kind of solidified. Um, yeah. There's obviously some other. Like Dale Coyne is notorious for always announcing his drivers like two weeks before the season starts because they're always like paid drivers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's always like who can bring money, essentially, is how Dale Coyne operates. So, yeah. It sounds like Marcus Armstrong is going to run the full season too next year, which which would be cool. I'm excited to see how he do, he would do on ovals because he's shown some speed. Yeah, I'm I'm more excited for... I'm upset at the lack of ovals. Um, they do need more. I like ovals more than I thought I would. Uh, so I've been saying this. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying this my whole life. <laughs> Everyone should have been listening to me. I was at work the other day, and one guy was like, "Oh yeah, it's just turn left, turn left." And I was, and I he was talking about NASCAR, uh-huh. but I was like, "Hey, hey." It's a lot more than that, buddy. <laughs> Just watch. Well, I'm glad you're out there evangelizing for us. <laughs> trying to recruit some some new blood. Yeah, it's just converts. different. It's because, like, it's when people shut their brains off before they even watch it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, just give it a shot, and then maybe you'll understand. I don't know. <laughs> Be a little bit more open-minded. Yeah. I think part of the problem is everyone associates it with NASCAR and everyone associates NASCAR with like hillbilly moonshiners. That is also part of it. Uh, Cause they're like, Oh yeah. IndyCar. I, I, that's, you know, mm-hmm. th- that's the one with uh blah, blah, blah. Right. And I'm like, no, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's like, it is hard to explain to people what IndyCar is. I, yeah. I feel like that probably wasn't the case 20 years ago, but uh I don't know. I mean, it was definitely way more popular 20 years ago, just mm-hmm. generally. Like, you remember Home Improvement? With yeah, Tim Allen? yeah. Like, they, they would have IndyCar drivers, like, have cameos on that show. Nice. <laughs> like, huge <laughs> network television TV yeah. show. And, they like, Alan Sir Jr. would randomly pop up in there for, you know. For something. Yeah. He's, like, hanging out with the neighbor. 
yeah so it was definitely and i mean there were commercials and you know you had more branding and activation and consumer brands involved like target was huge and um like some of the, the beer companies bud and miller and i mean miller light was on bobby well miller and various forms was on bobby rahel's car for years um so yeah i feel like it just kind of out into wider society and it like also it was on network tv and everyone had network tv and um you couldn't like watch a lot of other stuff like you can now like espn was around or whatever but you Mm -hmm. know part i mean part of just uh growing indycar is i feel like it's you know i don't have the answers to all this people spend their whole jobs doing this but like peacock you know that's a barrier uh so i will say you know nascar was in chicago this weekend and it got massive massively viewed i think oh yeah Uh, from what i understand a lot of people in the chicago area are like if if they were like ah this wasn't good for the city afterwards like ah it's actually pretty good uh yeah. you know so uh, I hope it I hope it works out and comes back yeah I I hope so too it was fun to watch I I tuned in um I saw it was like the second most watched race all year other than the Daytona 500 which is obviously like NASCAR's Super Bowl so yeah or their Indy 500 so um. And that, I mean, there's so much advertising for the Daytona 500. NASCAR pushes that like crazy. But, um, yeah, it makes me wonder if if IndyCar needs to figure something out like that, something new and different. I'm not come totally to Chicago. sure. Chicago. But... If IndyCar came to Chicago, that would be that would be bigger, I think, than NASCAR. I don't think so. Well, we had a lot of out-of-towners come in to the city. Yeah. You could tell. I was down there. <laughs> um when you have when if you bring IndyCar to this town, I think you'll get a lot of Chicagoans being like, "Oh crap, yeah, let's go check it out." I don't know. I feel like you get a very similar reaction. Maybe I don't. I don't if anything, I feel like it would be if you have both less though, successful. If you have both here at the same time, that's like ideal. I think from a commercial standpoint, from an IndyCar perspective, I'm not sure. I totally agree with that. Because you I, think NASCAR would overshadow it. Oh, it absolutely will. Because it's NASCAR's event, and NASCAR is not going to run on Saturday, so IndyCar could run on Sunday in the usual time slot, you know. Mm. Um, and it's like established now that it's NASCAR, and people are going to show up who don't watch a lot of racing are going to show up assuming it's NASCAR, you know. And I. I was kind of sold on the idea on like the double header for a while, mm-hmm. but now I feel like I don't know if it's smart for IndyCar because yes, you're exposing your product to a new audience, that NASCAR audience, but I feel like NASCAR people know what IndyCar is. They're just not necessarily watching. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So I don't think that, yeah, you might ultimately attract some people, but how often are NASCAR and IndyCar in direct competition, like on TV? And, I mean, every weekend, NASCAR is wherever, and IndyCar is halfway across the country, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
So it almost feels like you're never going to make that much headway. If someone's a huge NASCAR fan, you're probably not going to get them to turn on IndyCar over a NASCAR race. That's fair. I just want IndyCar in Chicago. So I know I, I would just want to take the train downtown and watch it. (laughs) I know. I, I feel like I got a little too in my feelings there, but (laughs) 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 I, I don't know. I, IndyCar does need to do something different, but I don't know if, piggybacking on nascar is the thing that would do it yeah well maybe the contract drops and then indycar it's indycar in chicago um i they're not going to shut down the city for that i don't think indycar could bring the money no way for that so no they would have (laughs) yeah they would they would have to do it as part of the nascar weekend i don't think i don't think anyone would let and we'll, we'll see with the new mayor and everything it doesn't sound like he's too keen on it on continuing but I hope it happens again. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, maybe Chicago Motor Speedway. Bring that back. But The old Cicero one or yeah. Chicago Land down in Joliet? Oh, wait. No, Joliet. Joliet. Joli- that one I loved. That was my first race, 2001. Delphi yeah. Indy 300. Um, it's so far out there, though. It's Yeah, Joliet's out there, man. Well, I know, but the the track is even further out. <laughs> Which, it, I mean, it used to take us like two hours from McHenry to get there. Everything's two hours from McHenry. That was before 355. Yeah. So you'd have to take 290 down, cut all the way over on 55 onto 80, and then come back over. Oh, man. It was it was almost as bad as driving to Indy. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then it's like south. <laughs> it's south of 80. It's way out there. Interesting. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'll just go to Road America and be happy with that. Yeah. Well, and if they bring Milwaukee, it'd be faster for you to get to Milwaukee than Joliet. <laughs> uh, probably, yeah. Because <laughs> it's literally right off 94 up there. I yeah. Think. Is it 94 or 43? 94. 43 is a little bit more inland, a little more west. Oh, no. 43 comes up th- from the south. I don't know. Whatever. That doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's nothing 94. matters less <laughs> yeah. than w- whether it's ninety four or forty three. Anyway, that yeah, that would be a quicker drive for you probably. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. I'll check out Road America next year. I'm like already making plans, formulating it in my brain at least. So. Well, I hope to be joining you, but it's yet to be seen. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Did you know that there was a track in Cicero, at a point in time? It was it only existed for like three years. I did not, and that's hard to imagine having been through Cicero kind of recently. Yeah, it's a Walmart now. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a a movie from the 90s called Driven. It's got Sylvester Stallone in it. It's like an IndyCar movie. It's very, very bad. Mm -hmm. Um, But they did a lot of the filming there, actually, like during a race weekend. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was like... I don't know if it was a full mile. It was an oval. It was cool. Wish it was still there. But yeah, it only lasted for like three years. Crazy. It sounds like Illinois. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine having a track, an oval, sure. that close? I guess that's how Milwaukee is, but like that close to the loop. That'd be cool, dude. I know. That would that would be the spot, I think. Mm-hmm. But uh, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, I, I, I don't have anything else to talk about. I don't know about you. No, I just got to, you know, I called, the, called that pull-out win. So I'll hang my hat on that. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Took a lot of skill. <laughs> Took a lot of foresight. Oh, man. Well, I hope Herta goes better, man. I hope Ungar does better. I'm excited uh, for the future. So well this has been the 16th street scanner thank you guys for listening uh if you want to leave us an email uh shoot us an email at 16 street pod at gmail.com that's one six street pod at gmail if you want to send us a tweet or a dm it's also one six street pod on twitter uh the best way you can support the show is subscribe uh or leave us a review so please do that if you have the time uh and shout out to penny wishes for intro and outro music thanks peace bye over the roar of the engine, you can hear the four hundred thousand people. Down the front stretch, it's a drag race. No one has ever seen this before in Indianapolis. One more turn to go. Here they come. Coming to the finish line. Bob Jenkins, who's going to win it?